welcome to the San Lopo Mixture. I am your host, Jay San Lopo. And before we begin the show, I just want to say that, um, sorry listeners, I know you tuned in for the Forbidden Door episode, but let me explain. I will touch on it. <clears throat> I will speak on it, rather. But uh, when we started this po- podcast, it was all about passion. That's, that's season one. And letting you guys know that. Season one is all about passion. Something we're uh, passionate about. So when I reached out to Trey, which she's on vacation, in case you guys are wondering, she'll be back soon. Uh, she's on vacation. That's why you haven't heard her on these last couple of episodes. But when I reached out to her for um, our favorite band episode, I knew she had a passion for the Black Crows. And I, I was, yeah, I guess you could say I did not expect her energy to be that, to come across like it did. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. And that's what we're, we're looking for, you know, um, when we have our guest is um, because, you know, we're all passionate about the, the subject. So ever so since episode, the walkout episode, I'm, I'm passionate about wrestling. <clears throat> These guys are supportive of it. That's great, and um, and that's and that's why today's ep- today's episode is about um, my my passion of wrestling. So that's that's why it's called uh, Sun Lobo Mania. It's it's a wrestling episode, but I hopefully you guys will enjoy it. But again, I will. Um, come across well, I'm sorry I'll speak on uh, the Forbidden Door pay-per-view um, and when I start talking about AEW later on uh, I, I I was gonna give you guys you know I I pulled everything from Instagram and Facebook that you know it was all gonna be the Forbidden Door the matches uh, the insight the storyline and uh, my predictions but um, I think this will be better so hopefully you guys will enjoy it now on with the show Hey guys, thank you for tuning in this week. I am Jay San Lobo and you're listening to the San Lobo Mixture. Today's episode entitled San Lobo Mania. I'm going to talk about my love for wrestling. Yeah, professional wrestling. Um, how, how I, well, man, I'm hooked. It, it's... I know that it gets a bad rep, but you guys still go see Dwayne The Rock Johnson movies, and he—he was—he's uh, technically still a professional wrestler. He hasn't retired, so mm, maybe people shouldn't look down on it as they should. You, you know, um, <laughs> okay. Um, one time, um, I was seeing someone, and this was, well, I, uh, this doesn't matter when it was, but this person was into Hamilton a lot. 
so my point was you are you're suspending your disbelief for this play that they you know they they turn to hip hop but it's not all hip hop uh later on my my daughter um she she got hooked on it and she got she got the whole family hooked on uh on Hamilton but anyways that that's that's a sidebar uh but again if you go watch a movie or whoever there or whatever right like a play you have um you relax and you just believe what's going on right and and wrestling is um up there it's it's um entertaining that's that's a whole point entertaining um believe what you want to believe but the point is it's the whole point is of entertaining the audience and i've been entertained by different promotions as uh, you're about to see so um to start whew, okay briefly to start i don't want to make this uh uh a long episode i'm gonna try guys i'm gonna try so to start uh, i remember watching wwf at the time now wwe i was watching it with my cousins <laughs> shout out to the to the vacas and um we're eating cereal watching tv uh the cartoons ended and wwe F at the time came on and I remember watching a tag team called the Killer Bees and their whole gimmick was they sometimes would put a mask on and they would look identical so they would um, distract the referee and they would uh, switch in and out illegally and get the upper hand and this was the Killer Bees against um some enhancement talent. Uh, <laughs> enhancement talent is uh, what some people call jobbers. And basically, it's like, you know, they're like Johnny nobodies who just there to make the, the star or the wrestler. Yeah, you know, just make them look good, basically. Um, some famous jobbers or enhancement talent. Um, Back in the day in WWF, uh, the Brooklyn Brawler, you know, if you guys remember that guy, he's he had a gimmick. He was from Brooklyn. He was tough, but he always would lose against uh, the the name guys, right? The main guys on the show. So um, the Killer Bees. So the Killer Bees, great tag team. I don't know. I don't want to say they're great, but they, to me, they they caught my eye. And from there, I started liking tag team wrestling. Like, um, I just, I just like it, you know. But of course, it was the Killer Bees, uh, Macho Man, Junkyard Dog, um, Hot Rod, Roddy Ryder Piper, uh, Nikolai, the Iron Sheik, and <laughs> you guys, um, if you guys don't follow the Iron Sheik on uh, Twitter, you should. He makes um, my day and some other people I know. He's funny. So those are um, some of the wrestlers. And, of course, uh, Under the Giant, Hulk Hogan, uh, Bruce Power Briefcake, so forth. Right? I could just name the whole roster from back in the day. 
So I started watching uh, that promotion. And um, we had a syndication of WCCW, which is World uh, Class Championship Wrestling. And that was based in Dallas, Texas. And it was owned by um, Fritz Van Erich. Yes, the father of the Van Erichs. Um, he owned it. And that was, to me, I, I don't know. See, that kind of wrestling was just uh, more intriguing to me because it was just uh, wrestlers uh, versus wrestlers. It wasn't... Um, the gimmick wasn't that crazy, I guess, but it was more believable. Like, oh, you know, like man on man instead of uh, like WWE or WWF, you know, you have. I, I, I It's like the gimmick is more of a thing. I don't know. Anyways, uh, I'm sidetracking. So, um. <laughs> Sorry. So w WCCW, uh, Fritz Van Erichs, a promotion, and his sons, the Van Erichs, uh, they, they were pretty great because it was just um, guys a little older than me wrestling in the ring. Uh, the Fabulous Freebirds, the, that was, uh, oh, you know, my introduction to the trios. Um, they had, you know, Michael P.S. Hayes, Terry Gordy, uh, Buddy Rogers. Uh, they were the great trio. They were heels, you know. They made they, they made the Venerics and every other baby faces uh, life a hell, and it was fun to watch. Uh, the missing link and see there you go. The missing link. He that guy's gimmick was something else. He had his uh, face painted green. He looked like a ghoul, and he had his uh, head and um, hair and a ponytail and his sides were shaving off that was like the first uh time i seen that look instead of uh like nowadays <laughs> he was like the first one to wear that and um it worked it was pretty cool so and also in syndication we had uh jcp which was wcw but it was uh, it was jim crockett promotions and that one again was like uh WCCW was just the gimmicks were more more I don't know I, I can't describe it but more real I guess more 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 real and that's when I got introduced to Dusty Rose Magnum TA uh, the Road Warriors the Four Horsemen and I'm talking about Oli and Arn Anderson Tolly Blanchard Ric Flair uh, Sting um Gentleman Chris Adams. Oh no, no, you know what? Gentleman Chris Adams. I he was I was introduced to him and Jake Roberts and a young Mick Foley and WCCW. And those guys, you know, it was like the horsemen, like, oh, they were all about suits and power. And um that was more like, okay, I don't that was you know, there were heels again, so I don't know. I like heels, I guess. Uh, that was more intriguing than WWF at the time. But, you know, all three of them, I, I would watch, you know, and it was just loads of, uh, loads of fun growing up back then. And as, man, as for matches, uh, I remember watching Ric Flair lose to Kerry Van Erich for the NWA title. 
uh, Dusty Rose was and the Royal Warriors War Games. The not well NXT does it pretty good nowadays. Well, they used to do it pretty good, but back in the day, War Games was a pretty hectic. And um, I remember Arn Anderson said on his podcast that they would do it uh, on tour, like they would do it like every other every city. So. It was painful. He it was painful. He did not like uh, war game season. That's for sure. So those guys, um, those promotions, you know, introduced me to New Japan um, wrestling, like Hulk Hogan under the giant. They were over Ric Flair, the Road Warriors. Um, don't know who else was went over. But those guys, uh, entered, you know, made my made me aware there was uh, overseas wrestling and New Japan. But um, but there was, you know, it was overseas. There was no way, you know, you could just tune in like like nowadays. Well, and even nowadays, it's um, they're coming along like barely now, trying to uh, establish themselves here, like have a channel and fans and. Uh, they're coming to California a lot because, you know, it's a shortest trip from Japan to California. And this Sunday, as a recording, this Sunday, there's the Forbidden Door, uh, All Elite Wrestling, and New Japan um, joining together for for a great night, I'm assuming. Well, I'm pretty sure it's, it's going to be a great night. Um, but that's, that's uh, basically how I was introduced to wrestling and how I just kept uh just get glued to it you know matches like uh macho man and uh ricky the dragon steamboat where macho man almost uh broke the windpipe with the bell against the the neck you know that that was pretty crazy you know hulk hogan slamming under the giant uh that was another uh pretty good one i think that was at wrestlemania maybe the same one right it's wrestlemania 3 so you know, fun ma- fun matches. You know, Ric Flair and, and Sting when they made Sting into the guy, and he went um, in an Iron Man match, sixty minutes against Ric Flair. That that was pretty good. I remember watching that match as it was um, going on, and uh, my uncle who was with us at the time, uh, he he was just like, "So you're gonna watch this?" I was like, yeah. I I didn't it, it, like I expected like a twenty minute match, right? I was like, don't worry, you know, it'll be over. You can watch whatever you want. Nope, they went, uh, they went whole sixty minutes. I I was unexpected. I was like, holy cow! But it, to me, it was exciting. To him, it was like the longest sixty minutes ever. I, I, I'm assuming, but that was a great match. And um, Sting, Ric Flair, two of my favorites all time, no doubt. And to see that happen, that was pretty great. So then, guys, um, I was introduced to AAA, and my mentor for AAA uh, wrestling, or should I say AAA uh, Lucha Libre, was none other than my grandma.
also growing up, Sundays were go visit grandma Sundays in my family. Um, people got together and showed up at the same time or other people just ran to each other that day. But Sunday was always go visit grandma Sundays. <laughs> so I would go early. I would go early because that apartment will get full. Well, yeah, the apartment will fill up quickly. Um, it was a lot of uncles and cousins and aunts and what have you. So I would go early. And when I would go early and visit my grandparents, grandma will always be watching um, sometimes old movies. And, you know, that was pretty cool. I got um, introduced to a lot of Mexican actors that were comedians and um, musicals and so forth. But one thing she would watch was uh, wrestling. Was It would be uh, CMLL, which is... Uh, El can El Canso. Oh, hold on. I'm sorry, guys. It's Canso. <laughs> One more time. From the top. Consejo Mundial de Lucha Libre. CML. And uh, they. She would watch it, right? She, she was, in, she was uh, into wrestling, which I did not know. I, I did not know. And I was like, oh, wrestling. I know. You know, I know WWF at the time. And WCW, what's this? You know, what's, why is everyone in a mask? And, and whoa, flipping, flapping, and whoo, man. So, you know, she, she's like, oh, sit down. You know, and, and, and she, uh, she, <laughs> what's the, she, she, I, I, I can't think of uh, the phrase I want to say. But she let me know. She let me know, okay. You know, um, the mask, the mask. Um, okay, so Lucha Libre masks are were taken from ancient Aztec mask, like the mask word for decoration. They were also used in funerals. They were put on uh, dead nobles to carry them into the afterlife, and. Um, I, they just uh, wrestlers adopted it, you know. I think C C M L L was uh, the first company first uh, promotion, I want to say, and Tripla started uh, in the nineties, like ninety three, ninety three. So uh, Grandma was watching the new promotion because um, has all wrestlers you. You go to a different promotion once you're done with one contract expires or whatever your situation is, you move on, right? So um, I was introduced to Tripera, uh, Lucha Libre, Triple A, and they had uh, uh, trios, you know, and I knew trios from back in uh, WCCW with the Freebirds and the Venerics and other um, uh, trios. 
right? So I knew six-man tech. I knew that. Uh, what I what I did not know that she taught me was uh, they did uh, two out of three. I that was just you know here. Well, not well. Yes, here in the states, it's um sometimes it's one and done, and on to the next match. But no, this uh. If you have five card, you know, five card match, all five cards are going to go two out of three, two out of three. And that's when I was like, oh, okay, that's different, you know. So it's, um, makes the fan guess, right? Like, okay, the bad guy wins, you know, the, then that's the thing, the heels and the baby faces, right? In the States, it's heels and baby faces. Uh, I, I think that's the way it is in the UK as well. Um, and, and in New Japan, I think that's as, as well. But in Mexico, in Mexico uh, it's um, Rudos, which is rude, <laughs> and Technicals, which is Technicians. So it's the te Technicians against the rude ones, um, right? And that's that's their their names. So, you know, I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, Heels, okay, Rudos. And technicals, baby faces. Gotcha, Grandma. You know she taught me that. Um, so, you know she, I, I, um, she introduced me to. Uh, at this time, I believe, uh, this wrestler was. Um, he was up there in age. He looked it too. You know, so I was introduced to Pedro Aguayo. I was introduced to Universal Dos Mil, uh, a Young Psychosis, and a Rey Mysterio. The original Rey Mysterio, uh, sidebarred. Um, Rey Mysterio, um, the original. He's Rey Mysterio's from WCW, currently WWE. That's his uncle, and the story goes that uh, when Rey was coming up uh, with his uncle in Mexico, uh, he asked if he could take on the name. So his uncle figured, yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to have any kids. You know what? Run with it. So he became Rey Mysterio Jr., right? Because that's uh, what they do uh, in Mexico. If you take your father's mental, you, of course, you become a, uh, a junior, you know, and which um, that's what happened. So later on, Rey Mysterio Jr., he, you know, he made it. You know, if you know of him, you, you know of him then, right? But then his uncle had a son, and his son fell in, in love with the business. So when he, he was a little dilemma, but the way they uh, settled it was he became El Hijo de Rey Mysterio. And Rey Mysterio Jr. dropped the junior, so now, yeah, you see. So now, uh, here your cousins, your dad, and your El Hijo de Rey Mysterio. So that's how they fix it. Uh, but yeah, you know, Rey Mysterio uh, got his name from his uncle. All right, enough of the sidebar. So, you know, I was introduced to these guys and, and you know, uh, Lucha Libre, AAA in general. And, you know, there was a time where I did stop. You know, life happens. Uh, I stopped watching WCW, WWE. F at the time, um, uh, I you know just stopped. I I really can't tell you what brought me back. I think uh, I don't know, but it, I really don't know. But it was the time where 
uh, CM Punk uh, was making waves in WWE. Like he had the straight edge society, and he was uh, shaving um, his members' head like a uh, Luke Gallows, and there was a female. I forgot her name. I'm sorry, researcher Rachel forgot to look it up. I guess, and uh, I think I. Uh, Jo jo Joey Mercury, I want to say, could be corrected. Um, well, if I'm mistaken, we'll correct it in the next episode like we, we've done before. So, you know, um, if, if you follow us, for, or, or should I say those listeners that have been following us, you know the walkout uh, and then the walkout karma strikes. He, I've watch WWE but it's uh it's not as it used to be and you know you know what I'm you guys know what I mean right you know how sometimes uh your favorite franchise or establishment or what product just it's not the same they change something and it's just not the same so um so yeah, so I I stopped watching WWE for a while, but when they came back and they started, um, well when they brought out WCW, I remember Evil One calling me and saying, "Hey, are you watching it?" And no, I'm not. He said, like, "You should turn on your TV." And that's when um, Shane McMahon and Vince McMahon were on two different channels at the same time: WCW Nitro and um, Monday Night Raw, and that that was like. Wow, that was wild, you know. So WWE became the only game in town, in town, like as they say, and that made the wrestling community um, branch out to other uh, promotions. Um, like when WWE became stale. started called Total Nonstop Action TNA and I heard of them but I wasn't drawn to uh to go see them to to, to tune in rather <clears throat> but I did because uh once I heard you know my favorite wrestler Sting was there you know I, I checked it out and um I, I was glad I did. It was something new. They had a six-sided ring instead of a normal four. They had Sting. I was introduced to AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, and a couple others. That um, Jay Lethal. He's one of them. No, no, no. I think he came. Yeah, no. Yes, he, he was in TNA before. Um, I mean, I think they were called Impact by then. Hmm. Okay, guys. Anyways, um, so just to name a few, those guys, right? So then, AJ Styles, it was good. That that guy is still good. He's with WWE currently, but that guy could go. 
okay and once he left tna and i heard he was in new japan whew, man it was it was hard to get a hold of um new japan back then like as uh i think i'm about to mention uh we're gonna talk about new japan uh in a bit but they it was hard you know and uh, he had a classic uh, matchup with uh, uh, Shinsei, Shinsei Nakamura for for the for the championship, and uh, they're both in WWE. And I know, I remember they tried to they they had a not a rematch, but they tried to do the same match in WWE. But being WWE, they they weren't free creatively to do the match they wanted if not it would have been uh another classic so aj styles um went to new japan rest new japan pro wrestling um and once you got hold of a new japan episode or a pay-per-view and you know uh they you know i'll mention uh i'll talk about the factions in new japan in a bit but you know AJ Styles joined one called Buddha Club and they were pretty good they were pretty good um they they were the top heels of that of New Japan at the time they had uh, most all the titles I was introduced to Luke Gallows Luke Gallows again from um he was a lot different he was taken more serious because uh WWE didn't push him correctly but Luke Gallows here was a beast Carl Anderson the Young Bucks more on them later Matt and Nick Jackson Tamatanga Kenny Omega um, Bobby Fish and Kyle Wrighty Prince uh, David uh, he's known as Finn Balor in WWE now so those guys uh, most of them Bullet Club pretty pretty great performers you know and the modern, well, I don't know if I could say modern, but but the New Japan pro wrestlers that I was introduced to were uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Bushi, Koshida, Kota Ibushi, and of course, uh, the Rainmaker, Kazaka, Kazukiwa <laughs> Okada. Um, Nato, he, he's pretty cool. And I think that's about it. I could go on, but it's too many. Uh, oh, and like I already mentioned, she, uh, she didn't say Nakamura, right? Yes, I did. So those guys, um, they were they were very interesting to watch. They were pretty cool. Became a fan of their 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 work, and um, and that's all. And thanks to AJ Styles. If not, I don't know if I would tune in. And um, let's let's start about this. Uh, <laughs> sorry, let's talk about Forbidden Door now. All right, guys, let me tell you about New Japan Pro Wrestling real quick. They they've been around since 1972. So let I'm gonna touch on their history real quick. Um, can't cover everything. But basically, again, they were founded in 1972 by Antonio Anuki. 
He was a professional wrestler in Japan as well. He had different views how the wrestling should be done, and he broke off from his... Well, I guess he didn't sign with uh, the promotion he was with, and he started his... And at the same time, someone else uh, started all, all Japan Pro Wrestling. So it was a split down the middle. Um, how, how I came across New Japan was hearing stories like, hmm, like, I think the first one I want to say was, um, Andre the Giant was in New Japan pro wrestling and he took Antonio Inoki. Uh, then I found out Hulk Hogan went over and faced um, Antonio Inoki as well. But um, those guys, Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan, competed in something called the G1, which I'll get to in a bit. Um, other wrestlers from America that have been there, um, the Road Warriors, AJ Styles, Vader, Brock Lesnar, just to touch on a few. But um, Antonio Anuki also fought Muhammad Ali once. I don't have no re research, Rachel, and I couldn't find what date it, um, this happened, but it was a exhibition fight between Muhammad Ali and Antonio Inuki, and all Antonio did was, was sweep the leg, Johnny, sweep the leg, and I think there's a quote out there, or not a quote, sorry, no, but Muhammad Ali was um, furious after that fight because that's all Antonio did. So, um, so yes, let's talk about the G1. So they have this tournament called the G1 Classic. And basically, if you follow football, they have a World Cup bracket. So it's, um, this says four blocks, four wrestlers each in each block. And um, the block you're in, this to start off with A, you have to face the other three wrestlers you're in. And basically, yes, it's like a round robin. And it's just like uh, the World Cup and football, they have the point system, which is uh, two points um, a win, one point a draw, zero points a loss, obviously, right? <clears throat> but again, Hulk Hogan and Under Giant competed in this, and uh, Hulk Hogan won it once. I think Under Giant won it twice, but not not back to back, but twice in general. So, so that you know, that's per, at, you know that was pretty uh, great to find out. I, I did not know that. Um, other wrestlers that came, famous wrestlers that you guys might have heard of from New Japan, um, Tomasi uh, Fujinami, uh, Ultimo Dragon, Justin Lu Justin Lukerlin, I, I think I mispronounced it, um, Lager, I think it's Justin Lager, The Grey Muda, and that's like wrestlers of Zen. 
um, as in, I'll get to modern later. So those those guys pretty much crossed over uh, into other promotions uh, that I've mentioned um, earlier in this uh, podcast. So right now, they also are big on uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. They're big on fractions. Uh, did I say fractions? <laughs> Sorry, factions. Um, they're really big on them. Some of them are uh, Buddha Club, United Empire, Gorillas of Destiny. That's that's a new one. Uh, Chaos and Los Ingobernables de Japón, which that one um, is interesting because uh, the, I don't know if you guys heard of NATO. He went to Triple uh, A down in Mexico, in Mexico, and he joined that f- faction and he brought it over to New Japan, which I, I think I will discuss. I'll probably talk about that later. So what's cool about factions is. Um, if you have a storyline where one of your guys is facing, or women, are facing somebody from another faction, well, now you have, you know, you have to, you have multiple storylines. You know, you want to get your hands on the wrestler who caused you A, B, or C, or whatever, and you have to face their everyone or in a, you know you could just make different matchups and it just prolongs the storyline to you know to finally um have the main story ending and you know pay it off and <clears throat> so what else would i like to say okay so like i said this was supposed to be about the forbidden door one thing uh, I'll mention is that New Japan Pro Wrestling has done a joint promotion with uh, World Class Wrestling back in 1991. And uh, I believe they touched on WCW as well uh, earlier on. So one thing they had, uh, they had, they did it for three years. Uh, the first year they did uh, the fantasy matchup, which was Ric Flair who was champion um, of the CW, go up against uh, New Japan's uh, champion, uh, Tomasami, uh, Tomasami Fujinami. Uh, also on that card, uh, Sting versus the Grey Muda. That was a good match. And in year two, uh, the only memorable matches <clears throat> or notable matches not memorable notable matches was uh they had lex luger wcw champ beat uh machino Ch- chon <clears throat> excuse me chon and they had dusty and dustin rose t- in a tag team against masacito and kim duke and in 92, I have no notable matches. It was mostly uh, a New Japan, a New Japan um, card or show rather. Um, they, they didn't have a, an, an exhibition. It was um, WCW guys versus WCW guys. Like they had the Steiner brothers against who did? Oh my goodness. I, I don't remember, but it was a WCW guys. 
and so you know it it was in it was in uh, no fantasy matches at that time around so that's why i have nothing notable like you could have just seen those matches on their respective shows and pay-per-views i believe but it, it is what it is all right so we let's talk about aew and forbidden door now think I have to start with the story of um, how pre All Elite Wrestling started. I mean, like, it, it began, All Elite Wrestling did start January 1st, 2019, but it began a couple months before that, but it wasn't even called All Elite Wrestling. So this is why I feel I need to tell their story or tell the story. So, way back, May 16, 2017, actually, um, let's say a wrestling journalist, journal, journal, <laughs> so on May 16, 2017, uh, Dave Meltzer, a wrestling journalist, um, was answering a tweet by WWE guy which he asked him and I quote do you think Ring of Honor can ever sell out an arena with 20 I mean <clears throat> sorry with 10 10,000 plus fans something like a Madison Square Garden and uh Dave Meltzer responded, not anytime soon. Well, this tweet got, um, and uh, I view, well, this tweet reached Cody Rhodes. And if you don't know who Cody Rhodes is, I'll tell you in a bit. Well, he tweeted, I'll take that bet, Dave. Give us. Give us uh, three months to promote. And when, when he said us, this is where I'm going to get to. See, Ring of Honor is a small, okay, let's not say small. It's an independent uh, wrestling company, or was an independent wrestling company. And it was small potatoes compared to the big company at the at the time which was uh wwe worldwide entertainment or world wrestling entertainment excuse me and um these performers or talent kenny omega matt jackson nick jackson cody rhodes and perhaps adam page as well they had contracts with Regan and Wagner. But they also had um, contracts with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, let's remember that. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Okay, so 
on May 13, 2018, tickets were put out for a show just titled All In. No cards were, no matches were announced in the card yet. All we knew was Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, and Adam Page were um, going to be on it. It was going to be financed by uh, the, the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, Cody Rhodes, and Kenny Omega from their own pockets. <clears throat> so the tickets were put on sale on May 13, 2018, as I said, and they sold out in 30 minutes. The grand total of attendance that day for the September 1st, 2018 show was 11,263. So on the other side of the coin of All Elite Wrestling, AEW, uh, Tony Khan was looking to make a promotion or open a promotion, a wrestling promotion at that. Um, when he heard about All In, and I might say he was in attendance, he talked to the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, Cody Rhodes, um, Kenny Omega as well, about coming, working together, making a, a promotion, right? So, um, that's what they did. Uh, Saheed Khan uh, and his son Tony Khan own All Elite Wrestling. Uh, they started, I think, I as I mentioned, January 1st, 2019. Uh, Saheed Khan, he developed, he was, he's in, he's uh, started out as an engineer. He designed a one piece trucker, truck bumper, which um, he patented, and that's how he made his money. He, they owned the Jacksonville Jaguars in the NFL, and they also owned uh, the Fulham English Football League, which, um, no, I'm sorry, the Fulham uh, Football Club, which started in the English Football League, and now they were pro they're promoted uh, for the this season, I believe, the 2022-2023 season in the Premier League, which is uh, a league above the English uh, Football League. Uh, sorry for the information. So they own those two. Um, they're from uh, Urbana, Illinois. So they're from my home state, which is, uh, uh, you know, I'm like, you know, to get a roof for the home home state hometown, right? Uh, Tony Khan went to the University of Illinois in Champaign, Urbana. Um, uh, just just that's a uh, you know. So he's a home. I can't say he's a homeboy, but uh, he's from the state. So they own Allity Wrestling. They got. Uh, together with with the perform with the gentleman I just mentioned, and he um, gave um, EVP titles, uh, executive vice president titles. Uh, Kenny Omega not only does he perform, but he's also in charge of um, 
he the AEW video game when he comes out he he has a lot of input uh um on that game which is a good thing if you don't know Kenny Omega go watch this match especially with uh Okada great great uh trilogy in my opinion and so many others <laughs> but he's a gamer my point is Kenny Omega is a gamer uh he likes Street Fighter um he the one one winged angel move I believe is from Final Fantasy. I uh, could be you know I uh, could be wrong. I think I am. We'll see. Uh, but um, Nick and Matt Jackson, they help out with the promotions and so forth. Matt Jackson's wife helps uh, a lot. She's a lot um, behind the scenes. A, a great help. And well, Cody Rose was. Um, of EVP for um, he left uh, All Elite Wrestling due to um, a contract dispute. Uh, he wanted X amount of money, and uh, Tony Khan couldn't give it to him because uh, at that time he had given a bunch of money to you know uh, to the CM Punk's, uh, Daniel Bryan's, and Miro's. The, the, if you're up to date with AEW, you know the you know the roster. Okay, so so yeah, so the, um, that's how AEW began. Um, Omega, the the Young Bucks and Rose, they uh, left Ring of Honor. They left New Japan, and um, they were in the Bullet Club, you know, along with Adam Page. So now. Uh, well, Cody's not there no more. Omega is hurt. Adam Page doesn't hang with them uh, on screen. So we don't know what we're going to get at. Uh, well, we kind of do know what kind of matches we're getting at for Benning Door. But those guys are a big help behind the scenes of making this happen. And again, it's for uh, the fans. Uh, you get your uh, fantasy matches as i mentioned when um new japan pro wrestling work with wcw and the main event is um john moxley versus uh yeah right um yeah john moxley versus uh tanahashi right yeah okay i'm sorry about that guys uh hiroshi tanahashi versus john moxley for the um, interim uh, AEW World Championship. And there's Will Ospreay. He's, he's a great talent as well. He could go. Uh, Orange Cassidy. Not. Uh, I, I'll explain that in a little bit. And there's others. Oh, there's, um, um, you know, as I'm recording, you know, there's not a lot. You know, the Young Bucks have nothing to do yet. Uh, so maybe. Maybe they'll fill up the card more, but it should be an exciting show for Bidden Door. Uh, and let's talk about uh, some dream matches. All right, guys. So as... Um, the time of recording, Forbidden Door 
we only have a couple of matches announced. Two of them are AEW uh, wrestlers versus AEW wrestlers. And as um, I mentioned in the New Japan, uh, WCW uh, double joint promotion. Um, I don't care for those because... You could do that in a AEW pay-per-view or TV show, to be quite honest. But the two matches that we will, well, you know, you could say three that we have uh, so far that are promotion versus promotion is uh, FTR versus United Empire for the, now, FTR is a good, well, correction great tag team I, I you know i like tag teams these are one of them ftr is good they remind me of uh old school wrestlers uh, and it's it's um it's enjoyable to watch so and there they have a uh, ring of honor tech they're the ring of honor tag team champions um, I, I mentioned them before and not only that they're the lucha libre triple a tag team champions as well and they're going to face uh united empire and they're the they're new japan's um tag team champions and it's a winner take all so ftr is great they should win it but we'll see we'll see uh the other match um is will osprey versus orange cassidy that's a promotion versus promotion as well. No title on the line. No, wait, correction. Um, well, Osprey is defending his uh, um, U.S. Um, New Japan title against Orange Cassidy. I think Will Smith is... Will Smith? <laughs> Sorry. I think Will Osprey. I don't know where that came from. I think Will Osprey will win this um, only because he's the bigger name. And originally, sidebar, originally it was supposed to be Will Osprey versus Andrade El Idolo. And if you don't know who Andrade El Idolo is, go go search him in your Google machine, look him up at YouTube. He's a um, third generation wrestler, but New Japan Pro Wrestling has a contract uh, with CML, so no other talent could um face a new japan wrestler so and andrade Eirero, he's with uh lucha libre Tripera, so that prevented him from going i hate uh, company company politic bs it's just you know uh, other otherwise we would have seen a great match i would have been 20 times hyper for this if will osprey and andrade would have um faced off also, oh, you know, we might get Zack Sabre Jr. versus uh, Brian Danielson. That should be a good one if he's clear to take. So the main event is John Moxley, one of my current favorites. Um, maybe you guys know him from WWE. He was Dean Ambrose. He was a part of the Shield with Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Um, they, well, um, well, Moxley left WWE. You could 
find out, you know, you could read his book. You could uh, find him on the Chris uh, Jericho podcast. He'll, he'll tell his, you know, you could listen to his story. But they basically, they were holding him back. He left WWE, joined All Elite Wrestling. And, man, he's, he's a, he was a star then. He's a megastar now, I believe. And he's going to take on New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling legendary wrestler um hiroshi Tana, tanahashi and they're gonna be uh fighting for the all aew interim championship with um which means they're gonna be the champion of the company to the original champion who got hurt which is cm punk um when he comes back and he's healthy he, you know, it's going to be a champion for the champion. Winner takes both belts, but that's later, later on down the road. Right now, uh, they just need to crown someone. Um, I think it's going to be John Moxley. He'll be a two-time AEW champion. If they give it to the ace, uh, Tanahashi, I'll be surprised. But you'll never know with um, this company. And what? What's that? So you're saying Tanahashi is going to be Max? No, I think Max is going to be Tanahashi. No, you are wrong, sir. You are very incorrect. Not Tanahashi, not the ace. Mm-mm. It's going to be John Moxley. You hear me? Nope, I, I have to disagree. I, I guess we'll find out this Sunday, right? Hey, 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 no cursing on this show. No, you don't have a liberty to say that. Well, that's um, all for today, guys. I hope you enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoy uh, recording this episode. As you can see by the timestamp that I'm just noticing, I could I could go on more, but we're gonna we're gonna end it here. Um, thank you for listening. Tune in next week when um, our Trey Trey will be back, and we have a special Pride episode again. You know, we started the, the month celebrating Pride Month. So, but it, next week will be June 30th, the end of the month. So we're going to end it with another Pride episode. So tune in for that one. Take care.